my name is Jane, and I've been coming out to New Philly since the beginning of March. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll start by saying that what has been happening to me is not what I'm comfortable with, and not in terms of its measures or its outcomes, but it's in terms of its time frame. Um, God has been moving quickly in my life and at a pace that I would not have chosen if it were up to me. You see, when I undergo transformative change, I dive headfirst into the issue at hand, fearlessly ripping apart my behavior, my intentions, my regrets, unafraid to confront the problem at its root. I constantly perform personal inner healing sessions <laughs> with just me and my journal, going all the way back to shortcomings and deprivations from childhood. Breaking apart, grinding, chewing, breaking apart, grinding, chewing, until that rock problem is completely turned into powder, and then I can digest it. It is only at this point, in its final stage, that I feel comfortable moving on. This process takes months at best, and I suppose a lifetime at worst. But working, but working on what I need to work on does take years. And for some reason, speed or time has never been of concern to me. I've learned to still enjoy life and allow life changes to happen without disturbing this process because what I would be going through is internal and therefore it was very personal. And as a result, I was able to separate my internal happenings from the external life I was a part of. What that sometimes looked like was internal chaos, but a smooth job situation, or internal bliss while being in the middle of a, of a disastrous, stressful situation. And every so often, during my best months, the two collided, where I would experience internal joy and have a wonderful life. But the latter was rare. That um, The latter was rare that when it did occur, I just considered myself in a state of luck, basking in it, knowing that situations can change in a moment's notice. I started off the year thinking 2003 was going to be that lucky year. I just had this feeling. My 2011 was strenuous, in fact, it was the hardest year of my life. My 2012 was marked with irresponsibility. I made very poor decisions. But when this new year began, this luck evolved into something unexpected, the revelation of God. Though this is a testimony regarding the retreat, I will say the changes happened when I first arrived at New Philly at the beginning of March. The changes were gradual, and I sensed a joy attached to each change. Then at the retreat, I was faced with insecurities and uncertainties that I didn't realize were bothering me. During Sunny Robinson's seminar, Releasing and Unlocking Trauma from the Brain, she asked us to partake in a short six-minute activity about opening up certain signals in our brain in order to hear from God. The key component for this exercise requires being in a state of appreciation. So step one, I wrote down my appreciation for the camp and being able to be there among other Christ adoptees. Step two, we needed to step into a place of acknowledging our issues and our problems. Okay, what happened next tumbled into something I wasn't prepared for. I wrote down, I acknowledge I'm uncomfortable around this many Christians. <laughs> then I went back and put in parentheses, this many Korean American Christians. Step three, listen to God in detail. See him, hear him, and be glad to be with him. Um, God revealed my past disappointments specific to, specific to Korean Americans and the Korean American church. 
My mom placed me in a Korean-American church throughout my formative years, and when I left for college, I was glad to have found a church marked with more diversity. What I had not realized was, A, I was hurt by that church and had associated my pain with those Korean-American Christians to all Korean-American Christians. I was generalizing, and to be clear, this was a form of discrimination. When I initially walked into New Philly, Itaewon, I did not feel overwhelmed because there was diversity. I did feel overwhelmed, however, by the small size and the membership class, because that actually meant accountability and actual relationships. I had absolutely no intention of really building relationships with anyone outside of my small group, which, as you know, only consists of two people. (laughs) But when I arrived at the retreat, there was a lot of people and a lot of Korean people. And a lot of familiar characteristics, which reminded me of my past, began to naturally surface. The Christian talk, the Christian gestures, the specific Korean talk, the Korean gestures, both of which are neither bad characteristics, but it was that culturally specific association that triggered back to a bad experience. Automatically attaching my doubts and offense to this new group of people, which happened to be New Philly Church. I talked to my small group leader, Diane Wheat, about this immediately after the seminar. And we were able to talk about the struggles and confusing tensions regarding race and ethnicity. I didn't think I could do anything about my situation except give it time until these New Philly people could gain my trust. (laughs) I was on the defensive. As I started to unknowingly begin to chew through this, I questioned my identity in Christ and asked my my retreat small group leader, Todd Beatty, about what it means to have an identity in Christ. He started going over Colossians 3, and I actually tuned out. I never do that, uh, but I realized that my problem wasn't my identity in Christ, but my identity in the body of Christ. He spoke frankly with me about my Christian walk not being one of isolation. I addressed the issue immediately at the evening service, praying with vision and joy. I asked God what my role was. Uh, what what my role in the body was. I thought the eyes, no, the heart, perhaps. And I clearly saw a tube. And God said, you are the heart valve. Then Pastor John Michael laid his hands over me. And though my eyes were closed, I knew it was him. His voice confirmed it. And it was a 10-second prayer he prayed. And when he walked away, something was just released off of me. Um, My heart softened. I felt warmth toward the leaders of our church and warmth towards this body. I praise God with so much joy. Following that service, I felt an excitement to pray for people. Prayers direct access to God. But with this new love for the body of Christ, I wanted to be in a collective communion with God. I always considered praying for others as a bold thing, and I remember doing it here and there just as an act of obedience, but with a lot of awkwardness and discomfort. But now I wanted to converse with God and his people. As we were gathering our belongings heading out to the bus, I saw my small group member, Eric Mani, and said, hey, good luck in France. By the way, can I pray for you right now? And Jay, who was beside us and also in our small group, said, yeah, let's pray. (laughs) So I thought, all right. I came home from the retreat, and on Wednesday, I prayed for an older Korean Chinese woman. She was sick, and I could see that she was highly irritated from the drags of her long-lasting virus. I clearly heard God say, pray for her sickness. I thought, okay, sure, God. I asked her, do you believe in God? She said, yes. I said, do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Can I pray for your sickness? Oh, yeah, thanks. That would be nice. I said, no, I mean, can I pray for you right now? She said, okay. 
So we closed our eyes, and then her cell phone rings. She looks it over, and she makes a very awkward response, and she says, don't even worry about it. It's not important. Just pray for me. I said, okay. I pray for an English, and I wrap it up. I say amen. She looks up, and she's super jolted. She said, I didn't understand you because I don't speak English, but there is some warmth that filled up my body. I didn't understand you, but I felt something. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Then 10 minutes later, she said, I've had this painful thumping in the back of my head, and it was so vicious that I didn't know how, it would be, how I would be able to get through my day. But when you finished praying for me, that striking pain went away. Yeah. I'm completely over time, so I'll, I'll finish up. Uh, uh, um, I have to admit, um, I was weary of this warp speed overnight transformation of my heart and heart towards the body of Christ. I wanted to get my bearings and make sure that this wouldn't be a, this this would be a long lasting change within me. What I have been going through is somewhat like a roller coaster ride, not in the usual emotional language we often describe our chaotic lives, but in the sense that a lot of good emotions are hurled into one bundle of fun. When you're riding a roller coaster, you're screaming with excitement from the fall and laughing because of it. And even before you can fully process that, you are already anticipating the loops that are to come and simultaneously enjoying the past, the present, and the future. I feel like God has tangibly changed my life these past few months and used the retreat to launch me into this new body of Christ. Um, this is all happening so fast, and I am undeniably having a blast. I just finished up my community connection with Melody. For becoming, my, for becoming a member of New Philly um, and went on a rigorous hike with some great New Philly people yesterday. I told my boss this week that I would work with her full-time and commit to her and to Korea. The one thing that comforted that decision was knowing that I will have a great supportive family here. She said, Jane, I've wanted to hire you full-time, but I couldn't invest in you because I didn't know if you could commit. I'm here to say that I am ready to commit. And as much as I know I, w- I will be blessed from this church, I'm more excited to to serve and do my part as a pulmonary heart valve, which its main function is to allow blood to flow in one direction toward the heart. Thank you.